when you go into recovery, you know, they always say, you know, the the second step is, you know, to find God. Right. And I was like, oh, I I know him, but we don't we don't we don't really talk. We're not on speaking terms right now. Hello again and welcome to A Real God. I am your host, Brian Castellano, and today we have Jake Miller. Jake has come to speak to us about his experience being a Christian and uh, his journey to Christ and, and what that looks like as a normal, everyday person. Here at A Real God, we talk a lot about academics of Christianity and, and who is God and why Jesus and why are we supposed to believe it? So we're going to get a, a real life perspective from you on that. So kind of tell us, I guess, bef- before Jesus, who was who is Jake and, and how was your life? How was your normal everyday life before? Uh, I mean, I was, uh, you know, I grew up preacher's kid, you know, a little Baptist church on the west side of Evansville. And, and uh, you know, we went to church every Sunday, twice church every Wednesday, you know, we had a little youth group and, but it was just, it was one of those really, really strict churches. Like, you know, like women didn't wear pants at all. Guys don't wear jewelry, not even a necklace, not even a cross necklace. And so that kind of, that kind of turned me off. And I saw, you know, just some of the people in the church, the way they were outside of the church. Mm -hmm. And that's, that's where I really started to have issues. And, uh, so then, you know, once I got into like high school and, you know, I, I, I got this, well, I met this girl. And so, you know, her and I were together for a little while and I was on fire. She went to church, you know, her mom was a preacher too. And so it was was awesome. And then whenever we broke up, like everything just started to go downhill after that. Um, I mean, I didn't, I didn't even smoke a cigarette till I was 18. So when you were going to church with this girl and even before then you were going to church, right? Yeah. So did you did you consider yourself a Christian or a Christ follower or how did you think you or were you just doing what everybody else did or what you were taught or how I mean I I believed and you know other than you know a few things like you know her and I did you know for the most part I mean I I you know I, I grew up in church and I was you know like in in my head you know I believed I was now not so much i don't i mean i don't really i don't really know at this point you know what what it was you know back then but it was i mean part of it was the girl and part of it was growing up in church and so i mean i was doing all this stuff but i i believed but my heart wasn't there if that makes any sense whatsoever (laughs) yeah right and i you know i hear a lot of people i hear a lot of that especially uh in the music scene when i was singing gospel music you'd come across a lot of people who sang gospel music for years and they would be like it's only been you know 10 15 years that i realized hey i i had mental faith but i didn't really have the faith and you know they started to pick that up so yeah i think everybody can be guilty at that to some level until they understand what it is they actually think they believe in yeah i think my my biggest thing was i relied on my dad's, um, my dad's belief, mm-hmm. you know, everything that he said, you know, even my mom, who my mom is, she is the most godly woman I've ever met in my life. She, I mean, she embodies love, forgiveness, patience. I mean, she, she raised me, so she has to. <laughs> <laughs> right. But, 
I think I relied more on their faith. You know, everything that I was taught, everything that the preacher said, I took it as gold. And I, you know, the verses I was told to memorize, I memorized. You know, I went to Christian school, you know, and I just kind of, I took everything at face value. I never actually dug in there myself and really found, you know, if all this stuff I was learning and told was actually true. Right. So I think that's kind of where, where my biggest my biggest thing was. There was, whenever I was living in Illinois right after I got saved, uh, the, uh, uh, the worship minister over there, him and I went out to lunch one day and him and I, we had, I mean, we had the same upbringing, mm-hmm. but, uh, you know, he, he told me at one point, he was like, you know, once you get to that point in your life where you start to become an adult, you know, you have a choice. You can either dig deeper into the word and find out if all that stuff's really true, or you can go out into the world and find your truth there. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I went out into the world and tried to find my truth there and he stayed in the word and so i mean our lives went completely different directions same upbringing right but we went through you know different choices yeah yeah exactly so after the girl then uh life got a little depressing yeah yeah my my father had gone through some gone through some legal troubles Mm -hmm. and you know here it was my father, who was, you know, head deacon of the church, he was there more than the preacher was. You know, he was the one that, you know, my entire life, you know, he he, he taught me the Christian way. And and then he does this stuff and goes to jail. I mean, that, that right there, just my whole view of God, it, it was, it got blown apart. Yeah. I mean, into, into nothing. At that point, I didn't even, I didn't even know if there was a God. I didn't. I didn't even know if I wanted to believe in him. I didn't know if I wanted to even talk to him if there was. Because here was my dad who was, you know, this good guy and did all this stuff for the church. Mm -hmm. You know, tithed every week and, you know, did all this work. And then he, you know, underneath all of that was doing this stuff. You know, I mean, granted, it was nothing, it was nothing, you know, nothing huge. It was some financial crimes, but still, you know, the fact that he was saying all this stuff, but doing all this stuff is, right. that's what really kind of hit me. And that's whenever, I mean, my life just took a vicious downturn at that point. Mm-hmm. So I guess it would be safe to say, I guess most of your ideas or faith in God was just kind of rooted in your parents. Yeah. And yeah. when your parents, when you were human and messed up, and God must not exist. Yeah, right? yeah, basically. And you, you said you went out to the world and you, and you explored what the world is and explored yourself in the world. And you don't have to go into too much detail yeah. like, that, like that. Just, just kind of leading up to when you found the salvation. I mean, what kind of, what kind of led you that way? Uh, I mean, I, you know, for years after that, you know, I moved. Like, I went to the Marine Corps. I didn't really last there, and then I moved to Arizona. I didn't really last there. Came back to Evansville, started kind of getting you know into partying and stuff like that, mm-hmm. and and uh, you know it, it was that was just kind of the thing I did. You know, on the weekends we went out and cruised Green River Road, and then after that we went and got drunk. I mean that was that was our routine. I saw nothing wrong with it because I really wasn't a believer at that point, so there was no there was no conviction there. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, you know, I had girlfriend after girlfriend, and then I was about, I think I was 22, and uh, I got sober the first time because I was just kind of at that point where, I mean, I was going to the plasma center 
to make my money. Mm-hmm. You know, because why would I want to have a job that cuts into, you know, the times that I could be getting drunk and high? I mean, there's a lot of days where it would come down to like, do I want to eat today or do I want to get stoned? And I would always choose the latter. Yeah. And uh, but it finally got to the point where I was, you know, living in my car and, uh, you know, I just kind of rolled in the stepping stone parking lot one night, slept there. And the next morning I went in there and, you know, uh, went into treatment, you know, did did that whole thing. And I stayed sober for about five years at that point. But I still because when you go into recovery, you know, they always say, you know, the the second step is, you know, to find God. Right. And I was like, oh, I, I know him, but we don't we don't we don't really talk. We're not on speaking terms right now. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, you know, so, you know, one of the guys I was working with, he was just like, he was just like, just find a higher power. It doesn't have to be God. And I'm like, oh, sweet. I can do that. So I started going through every every religion that I'd ever heard about, you know, or anything you know i studied hinduism i studied islam Mm -hmm. you know i went and you know studied like buddhism was where i really was where i really found myself Mm -hmm. because you know and and buddhism at least in like you know a lot of the eastern versions you don't you don't have to believe in god like i mean there's there doesn't have to be a higher power there so i'm like sweet i can have spirituality without god that's you know it's a win-win it uh so with with the with the Buddhism, which is an off sh- offshoot of Hinduism, yeah. Uh, so the the belief there is that God is everything. He's in. He's encompassing. He's in the world around us. He's in us and the plants and the trees. And then you have so in Buddhism you have reincarnation. So when you die, you just come back and you you're, you're constantly going to enlightenment. Then yeah. So. Uh, you found some you found some some strength and and some some substance in there that kind of yeah. kept you going yeah and it's still i mean it still didn't like i always put it you know to people like there's there's a song i forget who even sings it but it was before my time but it was that song you know there's a hole in my heart that can only be filled <laughs> nelson? by yes nelson yes. wasn't before your time what was it 80s or something? yeah <laughs> oh I, I don't like 80s music but that song <laughs> <laughs> okay so correction it was not nelson it was a band called extreme <laughs> but that song it just like that that kind of described my life i mean it was you know i was always trying to fill this hole with something mm-hmm. and even even at that point i mean buddhism it kind of it helped, but it still didn't fill the hole because I was, granted, I wasn't drinking, I wasn't doing drugs, but I was still, you know, chasing after women at that point. Yeah. You know, and if a girl didn't like me, then it was the end of the world. And so, I mean, I, I still had that hole there. Mm-hmm. And it just, you know, even though, you know, I had found my higher power and I was doing the deal and all that, it just, I still wasn't, I still wasn't joyful. I was happy, mm-hmm. but I wasn't joyful. It wasn't a constant. You know, and that's that's kind of where, you know, things started to go downhill. After about five years, I'm just like, oh, you know, well, they tell us that we do this stuff so we can live life. So I'm going to go live life. And, uh, I mean, I stayed sober for about another year after that. And uh, then my, my friend's uh, son, I mean, he was an infant. He was about six months old. I don't even think he was that old. But he passed. 
Mm-hmm. I mean, this guy was like my best friend. Like, I mean, my brother, you know, anytime I saw him, I greet him with a hug. I mean, his, his parents even, you know, they called me son. So, I mean, it, <laughs> it, it, it was basically like, you know, my, my blood nephew died. Right. And at that point, that's whenever the disbelief in God and, you know, this like just kind of apathetic view of God turned into just pure hate. I mean, because for him to allow a child, a baby, for that matter, you know, it that 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 I, I had so many questions. And I remember times, I mean, I, I would be like, you know, fist up in the air yelling at God. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know? So at this point in time, you were kind of in the Buddhist mindset. Then. Yeah. Yeah. So I guess maybe so you didn't really have a God per se. So you didn't really have that. Um, that transcendent being that you could always rely on that would be solid. Yeah, yeah. So I could see. So, but when you the questions then kind of go back to your theist God that you're used to from Christianity. Were you just kind of like mixing the two together? Yeah, it was. I kind of because like, and I think for me, Buddhism was more of a way to avoid, you know, like God because in order because like you know. They talk a lot about prayer and meditation, you know, mm-hmm. and a lot of Buddhism, you know, is you're praying to a teacher, you know, they don't really say God, you know, like Buddha is a teacher. Yeah. And so a lot of that, you know, it's like, that's, you know, basically just like, I was just talking to my teacher, you know, and then meditation. I mean, I did the physical, you know, sit down, quiet, you know, meditation. I think I just, I did a lot of that to avoid the Christian God per mm-hmm. se. But I still, I mean, just from growing up in it, I mean, I still had that there in the back of my mind. But it yeah. was more of a, like, yeah, I know this guy, but I don't really talk to him kind of thing. So, I mean, I still, mm-hmm. I just didn't really like him. Didn't like him? And were you, would you say that you were kind of trying to bypass the accountability of what this God would oh, yeah. want from you? Yeah, okay. yeah. Yeah, because I mean, growing up for marriage thing, that was like my biggest thing. I'm just uh-huh. like, I'm just like, yeah, no, 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 no. I don't, I don't, I don't like that. So it was kind of like the pick and choose what I think is right, what I think is wrong. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, I think that was that was part of it. Because I mean, you know, even when I was sober the first time, God wouldn't have approved of my lifestyle, my language, you know, just my sure uh, selfishness. I mean, because it was, it was still, I mean, I wasn't drinking and I wasn't doing drugs, but I was, it was still all about Jake. Yeah. Even whenever, you know, I'd sit in meetings, you know, I'd sit there and I'd talk just to hear myself talk because even still today, I love to hear myself talk, (laughs) but I mean, that's, it's a fascinating thing. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) But I mean, that's, that's, that's how it was. It was just, it was all about Jake. Mm -hmm. I mean, if I was in a relationship, what can you do for me? I mean, that's, that's, that's how it was. Okay, so now we come to the point in your life where you're in a band called Ten Story. What was that like? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I was, uh, I was with those guys because I moved, I moved to Illinois. It was basically kind of just to get out of Evansville. Like, I wanted to escape my environment when in reality I was trying to escape myself. The agony never ceases, I break the looking glass. My wrist with the pieces and pray they don't come back Destroying everything I know Retreating just to gain control 
really, really bad breakup. He just, the using and drinking got intense. I mean, it, like it was, it was bad. Um, and so I, I, I just, I had to get out. I had to escape. And so I moved to Illinois and then joined up with these guys. And I mean, they were, they were a group of talented musicians. And it was, you know, like I could be on a stage. I was the front man. So once again, I was the center of attention. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's easy to be that way. Oh, yeah. And I mean, it just, that, that didn't help either. Because, you know, everybody in the band, except for the drummer, like they all used. Mm-hmm. I mean, granted, they weren't doing some of the stuff I was doing. But I mean, you know, we all used, you know, we all drank. And I mean, we, you know, we'd be doing shows and, you know, like I, 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 I remember at one point, you know, like something I, I had like a moment of clarity, which I didn't take advantage of, but you know, I'm at the show in St. Louis in the green room and the lead singer of Papa Roach is back there with me. And then, uh, you know, he calls me into the bathroom. I'm like, well, it's kind of weird, but whatever. Okay. And, uh, you know, he's back there, you know, doing lines off of a bar you know, bathroom toilet. And mm-hmm. so I'm like, okay, sweet. And that was, that was when it kind of hit me. I'm like, whoa, this is, this is not right. Just cause this guy is who he is. You know, I'm following this guy, you know, he said, come. And I, I jumped Yeah. and it was just that, that's when it kind of hit me. I'm just like, dude, like this, you know, I, I can't be doing this. Like my life has become a wreck. Yeah. But then the next day I went back to doing everything just like i was i mean whenever i was with those guys that just kind of fed into my ego even more yeah and i uh i think everything that kind of led up to because the whole time you know anytime i'd come into evansville you know my mom you'd be like oh you need to come to church with us like no no and then it finally got to the point where i'd purposely make breakfast plans sunday morning with a friend i'm like no i gotta meet with this guy because otherwise i'm not gonna see him mm-hmm. till i come back again so you know i i, I gotta you, you guys have fun at church and i'm gonna go eat breakfast and i purposely avoided it yeah and uh you know and even like i remember my sister at one point you know saying uh it's a church for people who don't do church and i was like <laughs> That makes no sense whatsoever. What? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so I was like, that That just kind of like turned me off even more. Because I think, I think the biggest thing now, looking back at a lot of it, was, you know, the biggest part was the environment that I, I grew up in. Like my mom's church, they were amazing. They were good people. But I didn't go to her church. I, yeah. was, I was at my dad's on the weekend. But it was seeing all these people, you know, like come to church in their Sunday best and, you know, they read a chapter a day in the Bible. They, you know, make their tithes and they do all this stuff. They did things, mm-hmm. but their heart was, wasn't there. The love wasn't there. I mean, some of the gossip that I heard, you know, it, yeah, they're more rooted in their tradition and, the, and their, yeah, their yeah. social club. Yeah. Which, that's like, I like to call some most of the time. Yeah. <laughs> social clubs. Yeah. It was, I mean, the big difference from the church I go to now, you know, the church I go to now, they, they do a lot of stuff for the community. You know, mm-hmm. they reach out. They show love. I mean, the church I was at then, if somebody new came in the door, they got this weird look like, uh, who are you and what are you doing here? There was yeah. no there was no community outreach. There was nothing to try to bring people in. It was, it was, it was very much, you know, just like an exclusive club for Sunday mornings and Sunday <laughs> nights and Wednesday nights. <laughs> <laughs> so you're in a band and people are are trying to get you to come to church. So I guess your parents are, are kind of seeing how your life's going and they're trying to get you back on the godly track, I yeah. guess you could say. Yeah, I mean, I was, 
I put on a good front. Like, you know, they knew I was drinking a little bit. Like, you know, they knew I was smoking weed. They didn't know half the other stuff I was doing. Mm -hmm. But, I mean, that alone, you know, they, they knew that much. And especially with my history as an addict, you know, that, that didn't, you know, that, that just that scared my mom. Which, I mean, granted, you know, before before I got sober the first time, I mean, you know, my mom's told me about times when, you know, she'd send my stepdad out to go looking for me. You know, granted, I wasn't living at home, but, you know, she wouldn't hear from me for months at a time. Right. You know, there was no phone number to get a hold of me. Yeah. You know, and she figured one day, you know, she'd get a call from the hospital, you know, saying that I was dead. And so, I mean, this, like, this last time, it, it wasn't as bad, but, but she knew. She, mm-hmm. she knew I needed Jesus. And, I mean, for a good year and a half, every time I'd come in town, she'd always invite me and just invite me. And she said, oh, we're, we're praying for you. I'm like, yeah. okay, you do that. <laughs> <laughs> Give me those prayers. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but, yeah, and I mean, I finally, uh, she pulled the mom card on me at one point. And she's like, she's like, well, everybody else is going, you know, both your brothers, your sister, you know, we all mm-hmm. go. And I just, I just want to have us together as a family one Sunday. And it's yeah. like, I can't, I can't tell her no. So I was like, all right, I'll, I'll go. And uh, so I remember, you know, I'm walking into Catalyst Church on a Sunday morning. I didn't even want to be there at that point. I didn't even want to be awake, you know, and I'm like high out of my mind at this point. <laughs> And I walk in the door, and I mean, like, actually, I didn't even get halfway in the door, and somebody's opening the door for me. Oh, hey, how are you doing? You know, I get into the cafe, and yeah. and uh, everybody's like, oh, hey, you know, we've, we've heard so much about you, and yada, yada, yada. And I'm like, don't touch me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know what you've heard. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And it was just, it was weird. And, uh, but I remember... Uh, I don't remember Dave's sermon that day, but I remember because the whole time it was kind of like, it was kind of like I had the little angel and the little demon on each shoulder. Mm-hmm. Like, I mean, I, for the first time in years, you know, I felt Jesus talk to me. Like, it was kind of like, but it, you know, and I've, I've said it before, it, it, it kind of reminded me of, you know, that that kid in high school, you know, who's who sits behind you and is trying to get your attention, tapping on your shoulder. And right. like, no, I'm trying to concentrate. Leave me alone. <laughs> but that's, I mean, that's that's how it was. But, I, you know, I, I, something inside of me knew mm-hmm. that, that, that it was him trying to get my attention. And uh, something that day, I mean, it just, something kind of, it, it touched me. It didn't get through to me, but it kind of like... It was kind of like, you know, the little ball ping hammer enough to just make a crack. Right. And uh, so I ended up getting ended up getting Pastor Dave's number that day. I was just like, you know, is, can I get your number, you know, because I just, I don't know. At some point, you know, I, I want to talk to you. He's like, yeah, sure. You know, gave it to me. And I think it was, it was about a month later I called him and, uh, which he had he had, he had texted me a few times before that just to kind of see how I was doing, and I ignored him. Right. And, uh, you know, when I was going through this really bad relationship, I don't even know if you'd call it a relationship with the girl at this point. It was just nothing but bad for me. Mm-hmm. But, you know, that was what I wanted. Like, she matched my crazy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, but, yeah, so there was there were some times of some pretty deep emotional 
pain at that point. Um, so I just kind of called him up one night and I was like, hey, he's like, hey, what's up? I'm like, I don't know. I just wanted somebody to talk to. And he's like, all right, let's talk. And, you know, so we kind of start talking and then he starts to kind of like get towards like I, I could tell he was getting ready to witness to me and I'm yeah and that's when I was like all right well uh I, I, I gotta go my, my my dog's barking at the neighbors I don't remember what I said but it was something like yeah. that yeah you ditched out before the oh the yeah. Jesus party. yeah 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 I'd, like I, I knew it I mean I'd, I'd, I I had that sixth sense I grew up in church for years I knew it was coming <laughs> you know the lines and the words yeah <laughs> <laughs> and uh I, I think it was probably like a week later if that and i called him again and i was like yeah all this stuff's going on yada 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 he's like do you have a bible i'm like yeah he's like well read john i'm like okay and i i didn't um and i mean we talked a couple more times and every time he's like so have you have have you read john no 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 i haven't <laughs> <laughs> and then uh finally got to the point one night because for shoot for a good week or so um I think I'd come into Evansville again. Maybe not. But I remember seeing uh I remember seeing this I am second billboard. Yeah. And I was like, what is that? But I just kinda like kept on with my day and then I saw this other billboard, uh, said something like, uh, Jesus paid it all. And I'm like, Oh, that's that's cool. But I just kinda continued on and and I remember like I remember it vividly. I was sitting in my one bedroom apartment, which I called the dungeon, which at that point I had no job. Like I made money with the band and otherwise I mean, other than doing shows and making money there, I sat at home all week long for probably three or four months and just made music and got high and played with my dog and watched T V. That was about it. Yeah. And uh but I remember I'm sitting in this windowless apartment and uh I don't even remember what time it was because it was a windowless apartment. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know if it was day. I don't think night. I've heard of one of those. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, but I'm sitting there and I'm just I'm uh, watching YouTube videos. And uh, one of my favorite bands was Corn because that was like if I was depressed, like that just worked because I could stay in the depressed state and just yeah. I could just feed it even more and. And uh, I'm sitting there watching corn videos, and all of a sudden, uh, Brian Welch's "I Am Second video pops up in the in, during the playlist, mm -hmm. and uh, you know he started talking about you know his his issue with drugs, his issue with women, you know like living the rock star life. And this was a guy like Ten Story Grand. We played some cool shows. We did some awesome things. We played with some of my childhood heroes. It, it was it was cool, but compared to corn, like it was nothing. So, I mean, just like thinking about, you know, the fact that he related to me, but on this just massive scale, I mean, it right. was that that's when it really kind of, I was like, okay, you know, I, I started listening to it and still at this point I hadn't figured out what the heck I am second meant. Mm -hmm. So I'm kind of like, you know, I, I didn't think it was going to be some, you know, Jesus video. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, but then, you know, it gets to that part where it gets all dramatic and then he's like, and then, you know, and he's talking about how he found Jesus. And I'm just like, at this point, I'm already just like pulled into it. Yeah. So I was like, all right, I'm, I'm going to keep listening. And it just, you know, he was just, you could see the expression on his face change. I mean, his eyes lit up. He got this smile. And I was like, I want that. Here at A Real God, we like to stress the importance of perspective and relationships 
in order to bring people to a better understanding of Jesus. There's nothing better than hearing a great story about what somebody has been through, what they've overcome, and now who they are in Christ, and everybody's unique sinfulness uh, from their past or their present will help them be able to relate to somebody that experiences that same trouble and help bring them to Jesus. Next week, we continue the conversation as Jake tells us about his salvation and what that means in his life and what he is doing with that now. Be sure to subscribe, follow, tell your friends, follow us on Facebook and Twitter at a real God, the number four, the letter U, and subscribe and like and comment on uh, SoundCloud and iTunes. Thanks for listening to A Real God, and as always, keep your mind sharp and your eyes on Jesus.